Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Seth. And this is Never TMI. Where we talk about real things. And nothing is ever off limits. Here we are. All right. Episode number two. Yes. So today we have an exciting topic. I feel like this, I don't know. I feel like we kind of had to like push this to the beginning just because Mm -hmm. um, this is like a big ode to my Q&As kind of and just how they became what they did. I feel like I just, they slowly but surely became all about sex and all the (laughs) questions and um, I think it's totally something that people don't talk enough about. Um, I think there's a lot of like confusion or um, like is everybody orgasming? Is, you know, how often are other people having sex? It's like no one really talks about it. So you're kind of just like, mm, I think something's wrong with my sex life or me and or my husband. <laughs> and um, it just was like, I don't know. There were so many people that just, I mean, my Q&A is literally turned into like a sex. Sex talk. Sex talk. Yeah. yeah. Which was the best because it was so fun. And I feel like we were all just learning from each other. And so. We kind of wanted to start this one early on. There's, you know, this will not be the last time we talk about sex, but um, we just kind of wanted to give you like our, at least start with like where we came from kind of just sex wise and like our sexual mm-hmm. history within our marriage. And I guess even before, um, but yeah, but even before that, I think the reason we want to talk about sex is because sex life is so important to a great relationship. Yeah. And that's what we're kind of all about here is just <clears throat> people having great relationships. And for us, that's our goal is to have the best relationship that we can and yeah. through, you know, granted we come from a place of, uh, we don't know it all. We're still figuring Humility. it out. Yes. Yeah. And so we, we just are sharing kind of our journey through this topic and our experiences and mistakes that we've made and also the things that we've learned. Um, and continue to learn. I feel like we, our goal is just to share with you as we learn, you right. know, we are, because right. it's an area that we're passionate about, like having an out of this world marriage and relationship and, you know, doing it in the best way possible. Like we are constantly diving in to learn mm-hmm. as much as we can and, listen to podcasts and read books and talk to mentors and marriage counselors and just learn, like soak it all up marriage conferences. And so we just want to share what we have learned and things that have helped us and things that we're continuing to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, to that point though, one of the things that we have learned is that sex is like a barometer for your marriage Mm -hmm. or like a thermostat. Like it's, it's kind of a symptomatic uh, analysis of where your relationship might be. And not yeah. to say that that's always the case, but typically your sex life is connected to other aspects of your marriage or your relationship. And if you're in a good, healthy relationship, typically you're having more or you know, more frequent or better sex yeah. as opposed to if you're not where you would like to be sexually that might be a sign that says, oh, maybe there's other areas of my life in my relationship that I need to work on. Yeah. Maybe it's I'm stressed. Maybe, you know, we have anger issues mm-hmm. or there's a lack of trust. So it's kind of a 
telltale sign of where you're at in a relationship. And so that's kind of why we want to dive into that topic today. And we'll, you know, before I, (laughs) before we dive into like kind of our, you know, sex up to this point, um, I'll never forget my sister, my older sister was, um, her name is Jill. She was, I guess maybe I shouldn't say that, but whatever, she wouldn't care. Um, she was talking to my mom and her and her husband were arguing, whatever. She's like, we just cannot seem to get on the same page, whatever. And my mom, who they've been married for what, 35, what was their anniversary? I don't even know. Over, well over 30 years. Um, she's like, her first response was, when's the last time you had sex? You know, cause it's such (laughs) a, it's so important. You you could just tell even with us, it's like sometimes like that's all you need is the most intimate Mm. and it can be the most difficult um thing it's like every little thing will get in the way of that for a reason because it is the most like intimate it strips you i mean quite literally um (laughs) but emotionally it's like the most vulnerable thing it's where you two are able to connect and nothing's in the way and it's just such a beautiful thing such a beautiful gift Um, but it is so dang hard sometimes to get to that place. And so sometimes it's like he said, like it is literally like a thermostat, um, to your marriage. Like if, if things aren't going so well, it's like, you're probably not having much sex. And, um, you know, sometimes there's a lot of reasons for that, but sometimes on the other hand, all, all you need to do is have some sex. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not even that, it, and maybe it's not much sex, but maybe sex yeah. isn't enjoyable for you. And so we're going to kind of get into totally. that as well. It's like, it's got to be enjoyable for both partners. Yes. And, and so it's not, you know, and that's the thing with relationships that we've really learned is relationships are work. And if anyone has told you otherwise, that's, that's a, a lie. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want a not good, just healthy work, I'm relationship. Ta- like, in the ground. Yeah, it is in the trenches the hardest thing we've ever commitment done <laughs> work yeah and yeah so we'll get into that a little bit later but i think we probably should start with just our story and uh, if you guys missed the first episode go back listen to that that'll kind of give you a a rundown of who we are and where we got to be where we are and why we're yeah. this way so um <laughs> but from a sexual standpoint yeah i think we should start with probably from the very beginning going back to you know as we've mentioned before and jack has mentioned we abstained in this relationship from sex until we were married we had both had sex um with uh, other people yeah outside of this relationship and before we met each other like not while we were dating yeah and so we waited till our wedding night and, and then it, I got my period. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. So started out in just a, a rocky place. I literally was like, am I being punished? Like, <laughs> well, I, I could not believe it. And then my mom, well, I think we were like, literally, it was like our last dance. Like, day was the best day of my life. Okay, wedding day. Like, I look back, still one of the best days. Beyond birth. I mean, please, beyond birth, <laughs> absolutely, beyond giving birth to my child, meeting my children, my wedding day, it was just the absolute best day ever. Okay, we're like, we're about to leave, you know, and do the final exit and everything, and I literally go to the bathroom, because I'm like, oh, I have to pee, get my period, and then I tell my mom, and my mom, my mom was like, 
Jackie, just don't tell him. I was like, mother, <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? Don't tell him. Like, I was like, um, I'm at a loss. And it's very interesting to look back on that too. Side note, just like I was, it was so scary, so uncomfortable. And now it, I would laugh at it today, but like now, I mean, in the moment it was just like, it was so awkward. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, how do I tell him what, you know, it was just a but different world. Kinda, I feel like we've come so far. It's just funny. We have come so far, but when I think about it, it's also kind of like, I don't know. I feel like that describes our, oh our relationship yeah. and our, especially our sex life from the beginning. Yeah. Because we really started from a place of like, things weren't going the way that we thought they would. Mm-mm. And it was like our expectations <laughs> were just shot blown <laughs> to pieces. And from um, day one. Yeah. From day one. And so again, we talked about this previously, but we had our wedding night, didn't have sex. We didn't have sex till probably like four days into our yeah, we went honeymoon. to Mexico, which we was a dream. Mexico. We did like those little overwater bungalow things, which was literally a yeah, dream. But even in between then, I had gotten sick in like the first couple of days of being there. He literally got like a cold and then also it was a bad couldn't cold. go in the sun. Yeah, something happened with like sun points. We had ants in our room. Yeah, our honeymoon was a trip. That was a... Uh, the second half was the great. The second half was great. The and first that's half we, was... Yeah. We crossed that, um, the sex line. Yeah, exactly. And, but it was just funny. It's like, we literally had had sex previously and then we just wait and it's going to be this magical moment. And it was like, oh, it was anything but magical. Um, which is fine that, that it's like, I don't know. I just wish more. There was, there's so many people who in my Q and A's will, would, or will still just be like. It's just not, you know, what I thought and it's not as what I, and it's like, oh no, lower everything, <laughs> like lower yeah. expectations. Throw, the comparison is horrifying. Comparison, man. That it, it's like, and what was that? Um, it's like men, it's like the number one issue or something like with men in with, when it comes to sex is like premature, premature ejaculation. ejaculation. Yeah. And for women, it's like lack of desire, which is yeah. so funny. It's like. <laughs> Could not be more opposite. It's like, oh, I'm so excited. I can't hold it. And then the women is just like, no, I don't care. Which also, I will say, there's 20%, I believe, right? 20% of women are more sexual than their spouse. That was me in the first year of our marriage. So that was so lonely and isolating. Um, I definitely felt like something was wrong with me just because I was like, why don't you want me? But again, if you, you know, heard our story, like, Seth was just, I mean, he was just kind of a liar, you know, at that point. And so much shame, so much like he was dealing with. And I was just like, please want me like, you know, I, you've lied to me, you, whatever, like this marriage is literally trash right now, but like, can we at least have sex? So I have anything to hold on to my dignity. So it wasn't even like this emotional lovey dovey need. It was just like, I, we need to have sex. Yeah, and there were so many other issues too. Just like so many, the whole scandal, Seth scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it that, Seth scandal. That I whole like thing, it. and just emotionally being distraught. Yeah, both of us arguing constantly because of that. 
And uh, I just made him feel terrible all the time. Yeah, kind of. but then it was also just like, you know, I'm working mm-hmm. a lot. I'm working a job fresh out of college, working 10 plus hours a day. Jackie's at home living at the beach in San Diego and just, yeah. we live So I was like, I was lives. good. I was like, okay. I was, I got super unhealthy when Jackie got into like the best shape of her life. Yeah. Like, I would come home tired from work. She's ready to like party. And it's just, we were on such different pages on multiple yeah. fronts. And I think that's a big thing that people kind of can disregard. It's yeah. like sex. That is like, that's like so minuscule compared to like all that goes into it. Your hormones, your, mm-hmm. let's not even get into like pregnancy, yeah. baby, you know, breastfeeding. Aside from all of that, like you just on a daily basis, the food you're eating, um, where you're at emotionally, where your relationship is at, where your marriage is at, where um, you're like, are you stressed? How's your job? How's your sleep? How's your nutrition? Like, so many things go into your sex drive alone. And I think we just were in such a terrible place relationship wise. You know, we were so, so on different pages. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm waiting for you all day. You know, I have time to get ready in the morning. Take my time. I went to the beach. I had an acai bowl. <laughs> like life is good. I wasn't really working, which is like kind of funny. I was kind of doing like just random little side things and then I babysit, but it was like, whatever. He was on the complete opposite of the spectrum, just like yeah. working into the himself into the grave, like gaining weight, not eating well, not sleeping well, stressed. So I, all the while, I'm like, what is wrong with me? And he is just like, has no desire. Like, I mean, there would be weeks and weeks that it was just like, why don't you want me? And then we'd get in an argument and then I would tear him down and be like, something's wrong with you just because I was so insecure. Mm. Um, and then fast forward even, and obviously I know pregnancy has a big role in it as well. A big role, yes. Once we kind of came out of that season, I feel like then the sex roles did switch to where oh, I- Oh, Totally. He I became like sexual. hungry. Yeah, and she. <laughs> I was like, I'm and then sorry. we get into having kids, and she's pregnant, and yeah. so and you can't even have sex for at least six weeks, like after pregnancy. So it's it, it's definitely a seasonal. The thing with totally. sex is a seasonal thing that you you want to look at it from a a perspective of longevity, longevity mm-hmm. as opposed to like I have a desire, I want my desire met. Yeah. And that's the thing with society today. We're trained for instantaneous gratification. But really sex in a in a relationship or a marriage, you gotta consider it over I think, you know, a lifespan of a marriage and think it's something that I'm continuing to improve at and continuing to work on as opposed to like I'm a rock star, so let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no. And and it's so much work. It's so yeah. much work. Like, it, it, I remember I, um, I had posted something. I was like, sex is like a sacrifice. And it is. And I mean, I feel like I got ripped a new one by like 50% <laughs> of people. Because so many, it's like society is messed up when it comes to sex, just because you see a movie and you're like, well, we're supposed to be pouncing on each other. And even us in the beginning of our marriage, it was like, why aren't we doing it on the counter in the bedroom, on the floor in the, on the, whatever. It's like that 
automatically it was like are other people doing this because like I don't feel like it like I'm really tired I want to go to sleep <laughs> so like I feel like society ha- it's like we're all kind of we have these messed up skewed yeah. expectations of sex and it's like no it is a it is a ton of work and like communication is necessary and sacrifice is necessary the amount of times that like both Seth and I or you and your spouse or whatever are going to be on the same page at the same time that changed our marriage. I feel like when we found out like, Oh, that's normal. Like we're not going to be in the mood at the same time. So at some point someone is going to have to sacrifice. You will always get there. There's never been a time we've had sex and one of us is just like a dead fish and just hating it. You know, you always get to that point. But at first for one or another, it's happened to both of us multiple times. Like, we might not be as in the mood, mm. but like your partner, you're the only one who can fulfill that desire in your partner. And it shouldn't be, no. you know, that is a hell. I will never, well, I shouldn't say I'll never reject him. I'll never like aggressively <laughs> reject Seth. I've absolutely said like, look, I'm so exhausted. I would love to do in the morning mm-hmm. or, um, you know, I'm super full. Yeah. We'll negotiate (laughs) and we'll get into the sex schedule in a second, but like, we'll kind of be like, all right, I see you're ready. I'm not. And I don't see myself getting there right now, or this is just going to be like not an enjoyable situation. Um, or him, like I'm, he's exhausted. He's been super full or his stomach doesn't feel great. And it's just like, look, it's not happening. And it's like, great. Let's try in the morning. Let's reschedule this just so we know it's going to happen. But like, it's okay. I think there needs to be like a safe freedom. Mm-hmm. You're not rejecting, you know, you're not, you're not rejecting the person, the human, you're not rejecting your spouse. You're just rejecting the act of sex in the moment. And that's okay. And I personally just being vulnerable did not used to think that was okay. Like I, I yeah. used to think. So yeah, let's finish our story real quick. Just with, so we have our wedding night. Oh, fiasco. We go <laughs> through the honeymoon, that. which ended up being wonderful. Yeah. And then what? Two weeks later, ish hits the fan. Uh-huh. And that starts just a season of drought of sexual Sex, fulfillment yeah. and um, really took a lot of work to go through that to, you know, we had so many other issues in our marriage other than sex, obviously, but. Coming out of that, I think it, we went to a conference. It was a XO conference, I mm-hmm. think. And that is where we first heard the idea of scheduling your sex. Side note, XO conference is hosted by Jimmy and Karen Evans. Highly recommend it. it yeah. They've worked they've wonders a great resource for, for us. us. Yes, yeah. but anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> so we heard about this concept through them, through their conference. And... As soon as I heard it, I was like, bam, that's it. That's what we need. That's going to change our marriage. That's going to change our sex life. And Jackie was just like, Mm-mm. no way. Like, that is just a shot to my pride. Yeah. And I'm such a type A regiment person that, like, if you give me a schedule, like, I'm living He's my best life there. So it was just, we, it took us probably months to even agree to the, to, start scheduling it yeah but once we did i think we really found the benefits of it or we we began to see the benefits of doing it and i mean i feel like a lot of people will ask like 
that was a huge thing um, that I continue to this day to just get a ton of questions about is like, what if my spouse isn't on board? What if, you know, my partner doesn't mm. like want to do that or, or, you know, doesn't it kill the romance and all that kind of stuff? And those were all my fears of like, do I have to schedule? Cause you don't want me like you don't naturally want me or, you know, you have to put it on a calendar to make it happen. Like I really, and, and we can just compare or, um, just have these expectations that are so false, like, like marriage. Like I, um, I posted a video not long ago that said like, Oh, you know, whatever you'll find it somewhere. It's just on my Instagram. I posted a reel and essentially it went crazy. I'm talking like 60 plus million views and a lot of comments were like if it's this much work like something's wrong like leave him divorce whatever and it was just like this is society like that and I'm not shocked by it um but I think it's something that's healthy to be aware of is that like don't your expectations like make sure they're um they're healthy, make sure they're attainable, make sure they're, they're good. Because I did feel like something was really wrong with me. And therefore I was like, no, I don't want to schedule sex. We should be doing this every day. You should want me all the time. Um, this should be like a hot and heavy, fun, crazy. And it's like, that's so not realistic. Um, when you're dealing with real life and two completely opposite people and personalities and whatever. Um, and I think the other thing too is intentionality. Like yeah. that is that's the point behind it because yeah. anything you really want in life, at least from the things that we've learned and gone through, like things aren't just going to happen on their own. So if you yeah. want to become, I don't know, a random example, if I want to be a runner, I can't just leave it up to say, oh, I feel like running today and I'm going to become a runner. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I got to, I'm going to have to put in time and, put it on a schedule to say, I'm going to run at this time on this day. Yeah. Like if, the, if that's a goal that I have. And so just like, just like that, you know, sex is kind of the same way in the sense that, no, I know that I need to be intimate with my wife, with my spouse mm-hmm. and just, um, to make it a routine thing. And it's important enough for me that I'm going to set aside time at a given time and a given day mm-hmm. to devote to this. And so that's really what <clears throat> I think that really helped us kind of get out of the funk that we were in. Totally. I, that was literally the, that was the, the thing. The main thing started. If we could point back to one thing that really started our journey and kind of retrajectory of coming out of everything that we'd gone through. Um, and so today I can't say that we always schedule our sex, you know, we, Babies and pregnancy and all yeah, that definitely that throws around you know, things change things, but it it's also it's so important. Like we in every single season, like I would say, pregnancy is probably the hardest, and we're literally like I've been super open on my Instagram, but we've been um, like as of the end of this year, basically right now, like we're gearing up to like enter. Lord willing, a season of pregnancy again. And, you know, we're essentially in that like family planning phase. And so that changes the game too. I think postpartum is a whole thing. And then newborn life is a whole thing. And then you're like managing kids. It, I feel like 
it's so important and it's so vital. And there's so many people who have been like, wow, this changed our marriage. Like who didn't know about scheduling their sex or who was hesitant about it. And they're like, oh, I see what you mean because it's just, I don't know. It's just a point. And and however many times you have to agree. So however many times a week or a month that you both feel like I'll be satisfied and one of you isn't like bending more than the other, when you kind of come to an agreement on, yeah, this is good. That could be once a month. Whatever works with you guys yeah. is fine. Um, just make sure you're in agreement. But whatever it is, don't compare. Whatever, just you two are the ones who are married to each other. So that's all that matters. You guys are okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it is important to reassess in every phase. So during the first trimester of pregnancy, there ain't no schedule because like I, that is, feels almost impossible. Cause I'm like, I will throw up on your face and that's just not it. Like this isn't working or the third trimester. We're not really scheduling it. It's just like, if it happens, it happens because it's painful. It's uncomfortable, which, okay, let's get into that. So the communication, how important communication is when it comes to sex. Yeah. So we, you know, Again, we're just coming from a place, not that this is the law no, or the Bible by, by any means. means, but this is just kind of things that we've learned in our experience and as we've studied and listened to people and um, even just through our experience, I would say we probably have a few things, a few like main points that we could we could kind of come back to that's improved our sex life which is improving our relationship and again that's kind of our goal here is we want healthy good relationships and like jackie said communication is a huge um yeah a huge point of that and i think communication includes a lot you know we're talking like when what and how of sex so like when uh, we obviously talked about the schedule so when are we going to have sex and again, like Jackie's saying, you have to agree to that. I think the, a point I do want to touch on with that, though, is it's like Jackie also mentioned, is a sacrificial, there is a, a sacrificial part of sex yeah. in the sense that if I or my spouse is continually deferring sex to say, oh, can I reschedule? I don't feel well. Oh, I yeah. don't. Like, again, taking the context of season of life, you know, pregnancy or not, but considering, you know, if things are normal, like there is a point where even if you don't feel like it, the other person has a sexual need. And I think one of the things we've learned is that typically, you know, Jackie pointed out a, a statistic earlier, roughly 20% of women have a higher sex drive than men. But, you know, typically a man has a higher sex drive. Typically men, men are more sexual. Men have a an actual need for sex and not to say that women don't, but women seem, um, on again, generally speaking, have a more they emotional have need, more needs for an emotional love fulfillment that needs to be met before they become sexual. And so, um, so for example, like I will become, you know, I'm, bound to become more aroused sexually if Seth meets my needs emotionally. So like, so if, if I treat her like a jerk all day and then I'm, yeah, it's like, it, no bro. Sorry. Sex that night. It's like, it doesn't quite work like that. 
And so there has to no. be a, yeah. a meeting of the minds and a balance to say, okay, you want it once a month, but I want it once a day. Where are we going to, we got to meet in the middle somewhere. And so. and But also on the flip side of that, for men, like, because they are more sexual, women, you know, there are times I absolutely don't feel like it. There just are. And again, I will always get there physically. So I'm never, I never, it's like working out, you know, <laughs> like you never regret it ever. It's like, Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad I did that. That was great. This is like going to help our marriage. But like, do I feel like it sometimes? Absolutely not. But if I meet him and I'm not really in the mood and I could like cuddle for a year and be okay in certain seasons, like that's probably not like out of love and, you know, care for like Seth, I'm going to be in a little bit more of a season of like, it, it just feels like a more sacrificial season. But like, again, if I meet him physically, he becomes more emotional. So like Absolutely. he is stripped down. Yeah. He is more vulnerable. His communication, he feels I'm a safer place for him. Like he feels like, man, you are like the light of my life. You are my safest place. I can be a hundred percent myself with you. Like having sex with him I, changes that, you know yeah. what I mean? And I will say this is, you know, we're, our motto here is to be real. Never to my babe. What? Right. But I will say we have had some great conversations <laughs> in the act of sex. <laughs> some and of just our like, best. It's like men when they are yeah. when they are fulfilled sexually, they can sometimes just become like a different person. Yeah, no, literally. Like, oh, oh, absolutely. Like I, I mean, it was very recently that Seth was like, "Wait, no, can we keep talking?" Because <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, I'll stop talking." He's like, "No, wait, I'm really liking this. Like, let's go." Yeah. And it's just funny because it's Anyways. so true. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> no. get out of here. No, I know. Um, so no, I feel like yes, women. You know, when men are able to like, and that's okay to communicate to your spouse too. It's like, look, yeah. I'm not really feeling it. You could go to work, come home. I make dinner, all this kind of stuff. It's like. I'm sorry, you're the last thing on my mind right now. Like, I'm tired. Absolutely not. But if they're being intentional, which is why all of the little tiny things that you feel like don't matter, matter when it comes to your sexual fulfillment, your, your sex life. Because when he writes me a note in the morning and sticks it in, you know, the the whatever handle of my coffee, or when he writes a little post-it note, or when he randomly brings home flowers from Trader Joe's. Those are such little things that go <laughs> such a long way that I'm like, oh, okay, you're getting me in my emotions and I'm so much more, you know, opt, apt, I don't know, to have sex with you. It's like because you're getting me in the right place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a statistic too is like, what is it when men are like doing housework? That's like the number one response. They did like a test. Oh yeah. It's something, it was something about like men, when men actually sweat, it produces a, a hormone or a yeah. something that is actually attractive to a female. So it's like, how do you get to work? Yeah. So, you know, but anyway, okay. Um, so that's kind of the how of, yes, or, or the, I'm sorry, the when, you know, when it comes to communicating, communicating when you're going to do it. Um, I think also I communicating think, when you're not like what you like and don't like is super important. So that, yeah, that would get into like how and what 
of mm-hmm. communication. So like, how are we going to do it? Yeah. What feels good for you? And let me, there's a couple of stats that I wanted to. And I think, out. you know, okay. yeah. What feels, I that's another huge question I get. It's like, how do I tell my spouse that like what he's doing is not feeling good? Mm-hmm. And my number one answer is, will remain the same. It's like, t- tell him, literally tell him, do it lovingly because it is such a sensitive subject. Do it lovingly and do it so tenderly. And always, I always say sandwich it. So like, oh, I'm so in love with you. You're so hot. You're the sexiest man I know. I love you. This that you're doing (laughs) is not my favorite. I like this better. Or it kind of like I, ever since having children, like TMI, but you know, there's no such thing here. Um, I feel so tickly. I hate it. Like I feel so tickly and say, I I need to be, my body needs to be like warm in order to not like laugh or want to like punch his arm away because I'm like, I, this just feels so sensitive. Everything is just touchier. Um, so it's like, maybe I've literally had to say like, (laughs) just go for it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need the little here and there, like just go for it and you know, sandwich it, but you I think the you'll be shocked. Like men literally want to do yeah, what our you, they want to please, to please you. you. Right. So. so tell them if, if you're not being pleased, they're not happy. It's like, no, I want you to feel incredible. So like coach me, teach me. And Seth has literally said that like, no, I need you to tell me. And it changes everything. And there's certain things he, you know, stays away from, or he, he just knows how to do things better to where I'm like, he can be proud, you know, at the end and be like, yeah, I can tell that was good because like he knows and I'm able to communicate with him and he's able to communicate with me what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And I think it's important. We we try to do like a marriage uh, kind of retreat every single year just to like talk about these things. So I think it really is more important than people think to like discuss. I like this. I don't love this. I love when you do this. I don't, you know. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, it goes, that goes for men too. Like, totally. You know, so sometimes we have to check our pride and just be humbled in the sense that maybe I'm not as good as this as I thought. Also, in society today, there is, and I have a, a stat for it, but nine out of 10 Americans have had sex before marriage. And so when you're in a, a married relationship or a committed relationship, there's a high probability that you're bringing yeah. in connotations to your relationship that you've had in other relationships so you're applying uh memories things you did in past relationships expectations you're now applying to that to a a different relationship and it's very i think it's very important to note that not every relationship especially you know across the board but really uh, we're talking about sexually is not going to be the same Mm -hmm. yes the act of sex is is it is what it is but each person has different desires different uh touches yeah yeah. it's like you have to spend the time to learn your spouse as a new individual and really to to rid yourself of the past experiences that you've had to kind of just learn and and um receive from them what they want and how they like to be pleased. Um, a couple other stats we have here that we haven't mentioned already. Uh, 25% of women 
roughly one-fourth have orgasms through vaginal intercourse. Most women need direct clitoral stimulation to climax. That's a big one. So this, yeah, basically what this means is for most women, they don't climax through intercourse. So I know we're talking about sex, but another point we're going to get to in a little bit is like communicate um, what feels good other than just intercourse. Like totally. how, how can I please you in other ways than just having sex? Like, position wise or even before that foreplay like what what do you like um i think too like that is that's so huge i feel like it's so big i i cannot say i've in person met anyone who has yet just like through penetration or the act of sex has like orgasm so so many women are like is something wrong with me? I have an orgasm. Do I need to go see someone? Whatever. And it's like, oh girl, it takes time. It takes time. I have talked to people who say I can do it myself. My husband has never been able to do it. I'm only able to do it myself. I mean, it's like, I feel like it takes a little bit more for some women. Every woman is different. Every body is different. I feel like it takes more than just sex often um, for women to actually have an orgasm. So like nine times out of 10, nothing is wrong with you. You know, it's like just continue to like, which we had to do. It's like, you know, he was like, oh, I want you to orgasm. I want you to orgasm, whatever. And it was like, I literally in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I can like this. I, I literally don't know if this is going to happen. And like, you know, this will beautifully lead into the topic of porn as well. And kind of like the boundaries yeah. that you need to set within your relationship for us. And we are so passionate about this. Porn is an absolute no go. It's a non-issue. It's a non um, option. And there's so many reasons for that. And that is just one tiny little reason. It's just the comparison. It's like, yeah, what you see on that screen, honey, ain't going to happen here. You know what I mean? Like, and I think to that point too, it's, it's worth noting that sex is, it's intended to be a good thing. Sex is intended to be a pleasurable thing more than just for the sake of having babies. Totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be crazy and fun and yeah, everything. But the thing with sex, though, is that it can easily become a perverted thing, mm-hmm. especially in, in our society. Yeah. And even if you look throughout history, like sex has always been a controversial, yeah. perverted topic. And so that's kind of... Especially know, so, spir- spiritually, like in religious standpoint, standpoint yes. for sure. Yeah. And so you kind of, you know, we have found that having parameters in sex is very important to having a healthy sex life. But, and I I will say though, there is a wide menu of things that I think, that we think are acceptable from a sexual standpoint. Totally. Pornography, you know, bringing in a third party, stuff like that. You know, I would say very few things are off limits. But again, for so, us, for like spe- very specific reasons. Yeah. yeah, for us. But 
other you know other than a few things there is a wide a wide menu of things that you guys can do to please each other you know from a sexual standpoint in a committed relationship and those are the things that you have to communicate about and so really communication is such a key aspect in everything in life yeah it's no different when it comes to sex i think you were kind of going into it a little bit as well. Another point that we wanted to emphasize when it comes to sex is commitment. Mm-hmm. And so like you want to be committed to one another and um, even just being committed in your relationship or mm-hmm. marriage. And I know marriage is kind of like a, a elevated status of commitment in today's society. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, but, like commitment really like having a, a an element of trust mm-hmm. and being able to trust your your spouse being able to say you know I trust you even from a purity standpoint of like yeah. you're not going to go out and cheat on me yeah and that creates emotional ties in relationships that are really important but also directly connected to your sex life if i can't trust you like if i couldn't trust jackie that i think she's gonna cheat on me or i think she's gonna go off and have these fantasies with other people like that's gonna affect my relationship with her and it's gonna affect my desire for her so porn is an issue that we not an issue it's it's a topic a subject that we are definitely going to cover at some point just because that's like a big one. And I, um, it's like, I feel like I'm usually so open to, we both are very open to like differing opinions and like working through, you know, certain things and all that kind of stuff with different people and uh, all that kind of stuff. Like we love it. Um, porn is one of those things that I'm like, you're not going to change my mind, but like, that is something I feel like, um, we're definitely going to talk about, but it is so, um, yeah, important. It's like, I don't want to be compared to other women. I don't want, you know, these expectations. I don't want like third parties in our marriage, in our relationship, in our sex life. Like, like Seth was just saying, like, as far as the purity aspect and the safety, like sex is such a personal, vulnerable, intimate thing. Like you are literally, it is the most vulnerable thing you can do. Um, there's a reason for that. There's, there's such a beauty to it. It's such a gift. Um, but like you do, you do just want to make sure like if there are any little things in your, I mean, it all just goes hand in hand. It's like, it all loops together. If there's something in your marriage, that's not super great. And it's keeping you from intimacy. That's where the work comes in. Like you have to put that work in. We have continue to have to put so much work like there are times we get in arguments and it's just like I don't want you I'm not attracted to you I don't want to talk to you I don't want to look at you I don't want to sleep with you nothing but like again those boundaries that's where those come in like we're not going to sleep in separate beds I'm not going to go text some old boy randomly out here just because like him and I aren't good there has to be that safety and security um, for both of us for him to know I'm not going anywhere I'm here to stay you stink right now but like I'm not going anywhere I I want him to always and as badly as I literally wish sometimes like as angry as I can be to be like 
I'm leaving. You know, it's like my heart is for him to know, like, I love this man. My heart is for him to know I'm not going anywhere. So I'm not going to threaten. I'm going to leave. I'm not going to go out and not tell him. I'm not going to go watch porn and do whatever or whatever. Like you, you have to set boundaries and work to be that safe place for each other and have security, especially for women. The number one thing that we desire in a relationship is security. I need to know you love me. I need to know you're not going to go anywhere. I need to know, like, even if we're arguing, I'm still the most beautiful woman in your eyes and I'm still the one you choose over absolutely anyone. And tell me why, you know, it's like security is everything. So Mm -hmm. things like porn and just lack of like purity or just kind of these expectations you're putting on me. Like I need to be able to feel okay and safe and free to say, I don't love that. Or, you know, I, I'm upset with you and I don't a hundred percent feel like it right now. Like I don't want to see that the only thing on your mind is sex. I want to see that you're like striving and working to make this relationship the most beautiful thing that it can be instead of like, you just want me for my body. It's like, no, I want you to want again, the emotions, like, want my heart. No. Like, why did you fall in love with me? Um, so I think that's important. Yeah. And that goes into kind of our third point here before we wrap it up. Um, our last point is just the, the, the amount of work it takes in a relationship, but really work to even have romance. And so, totally, you know, sex is, is a byproduct of romance and sex is more than just the physical act of having sex it's emotionally it's spiritually it's physically it yeah it touches all the senses and so and and i think this can be even a probably more of an issue for men but you know men have a higher typically have a higher need for sex and sometimes i think we and especially myself personally i can forget the fact that i need to romance my wife yeah and daily Daily. daily yes but when i do that i reap the reward of more sex like yeah. by stroking her emotional ego i return get a stroked ego <laughs> like, <laughs> or a stroked you know what <laughs> so it's like yes the the idea of romance um in a in a relationship will dramatically improve your sex life and it just makes it more fun like it's yeah it's a it's really an intimate moment that requires intentionality mm-hmm. and the more you put into it i think the more you reap from it in terms of pleasurability and satisfaction yeah. and even just the closeness of being it you know with your partner with your spouse like yes you're in it for life like that yeah. is the goal do you know what i mean it's like this is my best friend mm-hmm. i how am I making him feel? Like, how does he feel today? You know, aside from sex, it's like all of, all of it does tie together. So sex will, you know, that will be like a reaped benefit from everything. But like, and even women, our desire, like our desire for sex will increase if things are like going smoothly. And I feel so loved and so emotionally filled. Like my cups are filled. He's helping me with the kids. He's helping me with the dishes. He's helping me with dinner. He's helping me like in all these other areas, he's making me feel loved. He is make, I always tell Seth, like I literally, I don't care. I am probably like the least like feminine woman. Okay. I, that's been like something my whole life that I'm, I'm, I'm a very like aggressive dominant female 
that does not take away the fact that I do not want to feel like a princess. Am I a princess? Yes and no. Okay. So like, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but at the same time, like I'm more of like, you know, if you look at like Disney princesses, I, I would fall more into the like brave slash Moana category, not necessarily like the Cinderella, whatever. So like, I feel like no matter what, at the end of the day, you just want to feel like a princess. You want to feel loved and catered to, and, and you want that tenderness, even though that might not be your personality. Aside from all of that, like the romance um, for for you as well on your end, like if I'm giving him massages and mm. if I'm rubbing his feet and I like, those aren't things that I'm like, man, I would just love to like give you a foot rub. No, but it's like, that's the work that goes into him feeling loved and him feeling thought of and special. And it's so funny because when it comes to like a super out of this world, successful, beautiful marriage and relationship, it's the little things that just add up. It's, right. it's such like for Seth to feel special. Like there's times every now and then that we're both like, you know, he'll be like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Massages are like a huge thing. So it's like, I'm not giving him back scratches or, you know, massages and stuff like that. That adds up over time. It's been like, it's been two weeks since you've like rubbed anything or for him. It's like, I, I, you know, it, it's not like a necessity, but it's been a long time since you've like written me a little note and, you know, learn each other's languages and love each other in those ways. But like it, the little things will add up so much and have such a, a massive impact on your sex life. And like when you guys are, you know, if there's something I always say, like if there's something that's driving a wedge in your marriage or your sex life, deal with that first, mm -hmm. deal with it. Like even if it has nothing to do with sex, deal with that issue in whatever way you need to talk to someone. I always say like bring in a, a third party who's just non-biased, like not a sister or not a best friend, but like someone who you really look up to, who's really, you know, they're not going to like go tell your parents or something like someone outside of your family that can actually speak life and wisdom into your relationship that you just say, Hey, can we just have a conversation with you real quick? Because we have this issue. Like, all of it is important, but when it comes to sex, like you just want to make sure you're putting in that work because it takes a ton of work. We mm. have to check ourselves all the time. Like, are we, is he romancing me? Is he pursuing me on a daily basis? Is he, I mean, he literally has a reminder in his phone that says what, what does it say? Love Jackie or something. I did. I think I got rid of it, but <laughs> how, d why? Oh my gosh. Well, either way it was every now and then it was like a very, you do a great job of loving me. So oh, thank you. I couldn't tell. That's a good thing that I couldn't tell that the reminder is now yeah. gone. Um, but it's like, whatever you need to do, write it down, like do something every single day, go rub his back, go slap him on the butt, go do something that's like, Look, you and I, we're, we're a team and we're putting in work and we're parents here and all that kind of stuff. But like, let's not forget you and I are the priority and mm. sex is so important and crucial, critical for relationship success and health. Yeah. So like, let's make sure we're doing everything we can to like make that a priority, make yeah. it happen, you know? I, yeah, I agree. And I think too, uh, something else that I've learned that I, I really didn't believe in at first until I was proven wrong but there's a book called the five love languages by couldn't tell you i have no idea but you'll actually. find it very yeah, easily I mean, it's a very popular it's a very book. popular book 
that has proven to be true. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't realize that Jackie actually wanted to and would receive love better in certain ways or certain areas than 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 others. And so like I would try to love Jackie or I would try to romance Jackie in, in ways that way. I would like be, to be romanced. But for her, that's not, it didn't mean anything. So for example, if I wanted to, if I wanted a back rub, I might give her a back rub and she's like, oh, that's nice. But I'm not <laughs> filling up her love cup because yeah. that isn't the way that she likes to be loved. She yeah. likes words of affirmation, but I'm doing nothing to this, to the fact of like, I'm, I'm not affirming her. I'm not telling her that I love her. Like the note, like, like you hear me say, like the letters, the notes, it's like, whoa, that makes my life. When it, yeah. Whenever he's like, Jackie, I love you so much. I'm like, what made you say that? Tell me more. Why? Tell yeah. me why you love me. Let's give each other three reasons. And for him, it's acts of service. Like mm-hmm. I could literally give him a million back rubs or tell, uh, no, words of affirmation, I think is number last on his list. So we I will just, the opposite, opposite, completely opposite. Yeah. And you will see over time how completely opposite we are. Yeah. But his was words of, I mean, um, acts of service and that's literally my last so it's like if i'm trying to love someone i'm gonna give you gifts i'm gonna tell you how incredible you are he's like don't buy me anything you're ruining our budget i don't care what you have to say about me or my clothes it's like literally just put the laundry away just you know do the laundry and it's funny i i literally feel like we kind of defy every stereotypical like i'm the one that leaves the toilet seat open and he gets upset and it's like, Jackie, close the toilet seat. I just don't. You know what I mean? He thinks it looks cleaner. I'm like, no, it looks better up, you know? So it's funny. You'll see, like, I literally feel like the man in a relationship and, you know, he's more like, Jackie, clean up, like, you know, yeah. more organized, whatever. But, but no, so knowing knowing what your spouse's yeah. uh, love language is, is going to be extremely important for you to romance them well. Yeah. And so just because you're doing things that you think are romantic doesn't mean that that's it's romantic to them. And translating. Yeah. So um, that's kind of, you know, our, I guess our three, to summarize our three main points were com- communicate, commitment, and romance. And just in the all work. that, the, the work that goes into having a good sex life or working on your sex life or the things, yeah. things outside of your sex life that will contribute to to you having a better sex life um because again our goal here is to hopefully inspire people to have better relationships to to catch a vision that just Mm -hmm. an average relationship is like it doesn't have to be that way you don't have to just have an average relationship no you can have insane everyone can have a great relationship but you have to be willing to work at it and sex is a huge part of that and um, we just want to be real. We just want to yeah. share with you guys. We want these to be like, obviously we're still learning, but it's like, we literally just want to be open and honest with you guys and yeah. just be like a safe and vulnerable place for hopefully you take something away from these. But at the end of the day, we just want you to feel like a little less alone and a little less like something's wrong with me or something's wrong with my relationship. It's like, no, it, you know, conflict is good. Sex issues like having to talk through these things is so healthy, so good. So like, don't be discouraged. We, we literally just want to like come alongside of you and do this together. Cause we're in it too. We're in the mm-hmm. thick of it all too. We literally just got into a massive argument last <laughs> night. Like it just, it is what it is. So like, we're all good. And I just, that's definitely a goal here is to just like 
give you, you know, we want you to relate. I want to relate to people, you know, it's inspiring and helpful for us when we're able to be like, oh, we're not messed up. Like, okay, good. You know, it's like, no, we're, we're all just figuring it out. So that's our a goal as well. But, um, thank you for tuning in on this episode. We did trust me. This will not be the last, um, you hear about this. There's so, so much we could get to. Yeah. So much on this topic, but we just wanted to like, I don't know, just give you a little more insight, um, on like where we come from and you know, our story and our sex past and all that kind of stuff. But we're so excited just to like keep diving in and, we just really appreciate you guys so yeah yeah so again i'm seth and i'm jackie and this is never tmi and we are signing off bye